In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. It's almost as if every time we turn on the news or read an article online, we see somebody criticizing another person. It's very easy to criticize, especially when you're not in the position of the person that you are criticizing. And it's not only on the news, obviously, that we see it, but, but we see it all around us in our, in our conversations and really everywhere in this world. And I'm not gonna talk too much about criticism necessarily, other than just basically saying that it's not wrong to criticize if it's done in the proper way with the proper person and in the right circumstances. Because sometimes criticism is good for certain people that need it, but there's a way of doing it that needs to be done always in order for people to truly understand what they need to change about themselves. Sometimes when we criticize, we may get this image of Jesus going into the temple and just we would wish that Jesus would go into the government, for example. If we criticize the government, we wish that Jesus would just go in there and he would tell everybody what they're doing, that what they're doing is wrong, whatever we think it is. Or the church, because people don't only criticize those that are in the government, but also those that are in the leadership of the church. And when we're talking about the temple, about the most holy place, this is back for the Jews, this was the dwelling place of God. Jesus saw that there was something wrong happening there, and he had obviously the authority to go in there and to tell them that what they were doing was wrong. And so we would sometimes wish, I wish he would go to these leaders, to this government, to this president, to this bishop, to this pope, and to tell him what you're doing is wrong, and he would go and clear the temple like he did here in the gospel. This may be the desire of a lot of people, especially when they think about the things that are wrong in this world. And there is a lot of things wrong in this world. There are things wrong in the government, obviously. There are things wrong in the church. And what's the common denominator is that there are human beings involved in all of these institutions. The church obviously is a divine institution because God established it and because God guides it by His Holy Spirit. But when we rely on the human aspect, on our sinfulness, then we're going to get people doing wrong things. And that's what's happening in the church nowadays. But what is the best way to go about this for us Christians? How can we interpret this gospel in light of us wanting Christ to make people good? In light of us wanting Christ to sanctify the world and to sanctify the church? We have to interpret this gospel by looking at the whole Bible, not just this one story. And by looking at especially the different ways that the Bible speaks about the temple. Like I said, the temple was the most holy place in the world at the time. It was the most sacred place. And Jesus saw it being defiled. And that's what angered him so much. That he went in there and he told them that what they were doing in the temple, treating God's house as just a house of trade, he told them that that was wrong. When we look at the Bible and we see other references to the temple, I want to mention one that can make this gospel really apply to us specifically, to each and every single one of you. And the reference is from St. Paul when he's talking about the temple and about how we relate to it. He says, did you not know 
that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And in another place he says, you yourselves are temples. Why? Because we are dwelling places of God. God literally dwells within us. Not just at our baptism when we receive His grace for the first time, but especially when we receive His grace in the Holy Eucharist. And so when we're talking about Jesus cleansing the temple, Jesus cleansing the church, going in there and showing everybody the right way, the first thing that we should think about, instead of thinking about something outside of ourselves, of that person, that pope, that priest, that president, that anybody, the first thing that we should think of is I am a temple of God and I am called to live as a temple of God and so I need Jesus to do what He did here in the Gospel, to come in and to cleanse everything. I need Him to do that for me because I am a sinner and because if I want the church to be holy, how can I go about that? What can I personally do in order for the church to be holy? It's not just by criticizing people. It's not just by calling out other people on their faults. No. How can I make the church holy? Well, I am a member of the church. I am a member of the body of Christ. And so how can I make the church holy? I can be holy. I can be holy myself. But we cannot make ourselves holy by our own efforts. We need Jesus. We need Him to come in to the depths of our hearts and to see the areas in which we need to change. Imagine if we invited Christ into our homes, for example, and He can come and look at whatever He wants. Imagine our home as in our, our heart and our mind. If we let Jesus completely into our mind, into our heart, into all of our intentions, into our, our consciences, what is he going to find there? Whatever he finds will be good for us and we should be happy because he will expose it to us and he will help us clean the mess so that we can be worthy dwelling places of him. That's what it's all about. To be a worthy dwelling place of God on this earth so that we can be worthy to go to heaven and to be with him. And it is in the context of receiving Jesus' body in the Holy Eucharist that we have to think about these things. For example, what do we say right before we receive Jesus in the, in the Eucharist? We say what St. Paul said in the reading that we read right before this, that by the blood of Christ, He purifies our consciences. Have you heard that before? Sanctify our bodies by your body. Purify our consciences by your blood. We say that right before we receive Him in the Eucharist. It's a call for us to remember that we are sinners, first of all, but that we can be cleansed by the grace of God. And that He does it through the sacramental life that He offers us. So that when we come and receive Him, we know that we are in the state of grace and we are not, for example, in the state of mortal sin. So that if we have done an action that is a grave matter, that is something that we've done with our own will and that we know is wrong, if we have done anything like that, we know that we should not receive the Eucharist because we have not examined ourselves, like how St. Paul says, and we are not in a state worthy to receive the Lord in the sacrament of the Eucharist. That's why the Lord always gives us opportunities to be cleansed by His grace so that we can be worthy dwelling places of Him on this earth. 
the Lord always offers us opportunities to receive His grace. And so brothers and sisters, as we meditate on this gospel and on Jesus going into the temple and cleansing the earthly temple back then, we want our Lord to cleanse the heavenly temple, which is the church, but also us individually who are members of the church, so that we ourselves can sanctify the church and make the church holy, and so that the church being holy can sanctify the world. Because if the church is not holy, the world is not going to be holy. It starts with the church. The church has to be holy, and we the members of the church have to be holy by the grace of Jesus that He offers us. And this is something that is very challenging, obviously, but can be done by the grace of Jesus because He is always there for us. He is willing to come into the depths of our hearts and to show us what we need to cleanse. And He is willing to help us clean whatever we need to clean. All we have to do is let Him in.